You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Talking League. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another Sunday with the Kiwis. Now, I bet everyone's getting pretty excited about uh, Teamless Tuesday, uh, less than 48 hours to go now, and uh, I bet you everyone will be frothing on Tuesday night when uh, when the teams are revealed and hurriedly moving to uh, to update their teams and have them ready to go for round one, and I know I'm definitely excited, and uh, and I bet the boys here are too, so I'll bring them in. Uh, Shooter, good evening, bro. How are you, man? Hey, man, it's good. I'm very excited about Teamless Tuesday. It's almost like Christmas has come around already, and then off to the Warriors in the weekend to watch them smoke the night so should be good yeah that's primo as get to go to their first game in wellies that should be pretty mean um hopefully they get a good crowd there do you know if they've sold all the tickets man or they still got a few to go i'm not sure i haven't seen anything um about being sold out or anything but uh you'd think it's going to be a fairly big crowd wellington on a friday night so yeah, but yeah, it should be a pretty good evening for Wellingtonians and, and including yourself heading down there for the night. And uh, Jay Warrior, how are you, mate? How's your weekend been and uh, how are you travelling heading into round one? You're on mute, bro. <laughs> there you go. No, he's, he's muted. He's muted again. What a rookie. There you go. There we go. Yeah, I'm back, baby. Yeah. I uh, can't wait. Uh, yeah, I'm so excited I can't even speak. That's how excited I am. So, yeah. Old wait. people with technology, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, how, yeah, you're fizzing, ready to head into round one, Jay Warrior. Has your team ready? You reckon it's um, it's fairly settled, or you reckon there's going to be more changes uh, post uh, TLT? I'm actually probably more excited in the fact that there's no more podcasts that will force me to change my teams. So, yeah, because every time I listen to a podcast, I change my team, I reckon. So if there's no more podcasts, I won't change my team. But Teamless Tuesday, oh, here we go. Yeah, I think that's um, that's most of the boys here at Talking League and probably everyone that's listening, all our punters listening, I bet you there's 100 changes per podcast. So I bet you everyone will be happy, as you said, Jay Warrior, to just settle in and, and settle into a nice team uh, heading into round one. All right, everybody. So for tonight's show, it's obviously going to be a bit of Q and A uh, during um, during the show. Um, so get your questions in for that, and we'll answer them as soon as I've got a couple from Instagram as well to to start off with. But what we're going to do, uh, we're going to just break uh, our teams down. We'll start with um, with Shooter's team. We'll move into Jay Warrior's team, and then my team, um, and and we'll rip each other's teams apart with some questions, and and, and just see what what the thoughts of, of the three of us are for for um, our teams. So we'll, we'll crack into a first question. There's a couple here from Instagram. One from William Clapperton, and um, thoughts uh, on on Scott Drinkwater, Jay Warrior. What are your thoughts on him, mate? We've lost him again. Goodness. He definitely performed well last year, but um, 
at that price is a little bit niggly and I don't think the Cowboys are going to go as good as they did last year. So I'm going to avoid him. But, um, yeah, I just think that he's an avoid for me. It's a lot of money to put in your wing fullback for a player that have a little bit of volatility. When we've got edges and mids, they're going to be a lot more reliable. Thanks, Robbo. <laughs> Shoot, have you any thoughts on, on Drinkwater, man? I'm, I'm getting a little bit keen on him, mate, because he averages over 50 when he plays a full game last season, um, which makes him very tasty. Not many players in the wing fullback will average that. So he could be a nice little like cheaper alternative to Latrell or uh, Teddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, as I said, and I think everyone's talking about um the Cowboys in their, their kind of early run, uh, I think he could be a pretty good asset there. And as I said, you, you are forking out a little bit out of your salary for him, but I think it, it's a nice, nice little pot option, I think, and I don't think there's too many people that, that are looking at him. Um, and just for those people that are, uh, asking about Nico Hines, uh, so uh, a couple of words from NRL Physio saying um, it's not uh, not don't stress too much. Um, he's still a, a likely chance to play uh, week one, so um, just keep an eye on the on that scenario there. And I think that the Sharkies play Saturday night, so there's still a chance that if he doesn't play, you can trade him late to to uh, possibly someone like a Sam Walker who play after the Sharkies, uh, or what some people may be looking at doing. Um, something I'm possibly thinking about doing is just holding him on the bench for a week. Uh, right, we will get into the first team now. This is Shooter's team. Um, so, um, can you just uh, give us a quick breakdown on your team, bro? Um, well, this is probably take 1,500 since the app opened up, really, um, and it'll change again till Thursday night. But at the moment, I'm going the Jewel Hines and Cleary for now. Uh, obviously, pending Hines is injury news, um, which I don't think we'll find out about till Friday night. I reckon. Mm, yeah. um, and I think I've talked up Wade Egan way too much that I can't not at least take him for the first few rounds. And I'm I'm pretty hopeful that he'll do do pretty well. Um, yeah, there's not too much to say about my team, really. Uh, you guys might have some questions for me, though, that, that yeah, I can... Sure. Uh, it's definitely different to the one that got put up on the page and I got oh, roasted for the other day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone's is man. Everyone's is, and we we do appreciate everyone's comments um, uh, on our teams. It, it definitely helps us. You know, we don't know everything, so it's good for us to take some of your guys' feedback and and a little bit of strategy you guys might be using um, uh, and, and incorporate into ours. So thank you, everyone that's that's left comments on everyone's team so far. Um, Jay Warrior, have you got any a few questions here for Shooter, mate? Yeah, just trying to work out how many trades he's going to use at the centre position this year because I can't see those two lasting very long. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm pretty keen to go like at one one gun centre. I just would probably need to downgrade my one of my halves somewhere. Which if Hines Hines is out, it will help me nicely to to go up in the centre in the centre position. Um, the thing is, there's so many good. Well, we don't know if they're going to be good, but there's so many cheap centres. It's it's hard not to take some and risk missing out. Like I didn't take Tango at the start last year, and I. And I got him like round two or round three, and it probably put me on the back burner a little bit. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not that hopeful of Tommy Talao or Isaac Thompson either. So yeah, it's it's probably my most questionable in my mind. And everyone else is probably thinking Wade Egan, but in my mind, my centre <laughs> is my most 
where my most question marks are. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking, mate, I've got a question for you. If Heinz is looking like he's going to be ruled out on Friday because you've talked up Sean Johnson so much, is he going to replace him and then you can upgrade your centres? That is very possible. Sean Johnson's been uh, in my squad for most of the preseason, actually. But it could be someone like Sean Johnson or I'd probably go Cameron Munster or someone like that, try yep. and keep, keep another gun in there. Yep, yep. And also your I see you've got your paint Haas, Pat Carrigan combo, man. What's your sort of your thought there? Do you think they're they both going to share the minutes? Like still both gonna get pretty big minutes. I know Carrigan looked pretty solid in trials and, and so did Payne Haas for that second trial. Do you think they won't uh steal steal points off each other? No, I reckon you're probably looking at average about 120 points a game, like between the two of them each week. So I I'm not too worried about the minutes. It'll, it'll be much the same as last year, but Paddy Carrigan going even better, I think. Yeah, yeah, nice. He's another one that looked good. Um, Jay, worry, have you got any others for Shooter, bro? No, it looks pretty solid. As I say, there's probably 10 to 12 core players that most people should either have or are thinking about. And yep. uh, yeah, it, it's not a million miles of mine. There's an interesting question from uh, Ash, and it's a relevant question that we pre- perhaps should all be asking ourselves. And that, are you worried that when the Sharks have a buy round, that you've got a lot of cash tied up with Teague Wilton and Nico Hines? Mm. Yeah, um, it is definitely something to to think about, and it's going to be the same when, like, say the Broncos. <clears throat> the Broncos have a buy, and you've got Payne Haas and Peter Garrigan out. So, yeah. um, as long as you've got good, good replacements for them, or you know someone that can score decently while those two are out, I don't know if I'll go Teague Wilton yet. But um, at the moment, I'm I'm liking where he's at. Otherwise, I'll probably go someone like try and go Egan Butcher or something like that. Yeah, that, now he's a little smoky one. With it looks like Angus Crichton's going to be out for a little bit, uh, possibly. You know, look, could be most of the season. He could be a little smoky on that edge because I can't see Satili Tupanua knocking him off when he comes back from injury either. Be honest. What do you think about that, um, Jay Warrior? Do you reckon that Egan Butcher will get knocked off when Tupanua comes back, or do you reckon he'll come off the bench? No, I am loving the Butcher. Uh, mm. I just mm. think, yeah, you'll you'll see when you see my team. He's in there, and I think. Each year when we're looking at putting players into our team, we're thinking, well, why are they going to be different from last year? And same with Teague Wilton, Egan Butcher. You can see why they're going to be different. Teague Wilton's going to start the season. He played off the bench predominantly last season. Egan Butcher, he's going to get a long run at starting. So mm, for us, yep. that's, that's attraction plus. Um, that's where they, they're going to get those points. So, yeah, no, I like it. So, so Tilly's coming off an ACL as well, which yep. is n- never that great for an edge back rower um, yep. in terms of their, is it lateral movement? Running sideways. Uh, yeah. yeah, lateral, yeah, 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 yeah that's <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one, Checking lateral is sideways, mate. Lateral is sideways. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'll just see. Yeah, so thanks, Ash, for your question about uh, about uh, Tudor's team. Um we will remove that one now, and I'll take a few uh, questions here from, from the audience. And one here from Ash. Again, you still keeping Heinz or waiting till TLT? Now, I think there we probably uh, we probably should really be waiting until Team This Tuesday, even sort of later into the week, even Thursday, maybe Friday, just to see see what the Sharks come out with and, um, and, and if they're going to decide whether he will play. I would imagine they'll give him right up until probably an hour before the game uh, to decide on if he's playing now. Another uh, handy bit of info spoken about by the NRL physio was that with 
Nico hasn't had ever had any real calf problems, so it's probably only something very minor. So, and you know, with someone like a Schuster who's had uh, copious amounts of uh, calf problems, that that's probably more um, more leaning towards him being ruled out rather than playing. So I think, yeah, we just have to keep an eye on Nico Hines, but it's not looking quite so quite you know it's not looking too bad so thank you there ash for your question bro um one from craig tubby here someone that hasn't been mentioned too much about and that's isaiah yo now people are obviously looking up to murray or then back down to tapani or uh or Payne haas kerrigan cotter those types of guys but um shooter what do you think about about um isaiah yo mate obviously he's a gun and and not really highly spoken of this season yeah, I don't know what the deal is there. Like his um, ownership's five, I think it's around nearly 6% or something at the moment, um, which is pretty low for how gunny is. There's possibly those other middles are best, uh, just better value for the price at the moment. But um, he averaged nearly 60 last year with um, at an average of 75 minutes. So I don't know. I don't see him uh, regressing at all. So he is a good probably pot option if you if you want him. I seem a bit like um, Damien Cook in the fact that you're getting what you pay for and sometimes what you pay for is consistency and that's a great factor. You know, like we've, we've seen players with low floors and high ceilings but when you get a yo, you get a consistent sort of bandwidth. You know that he's going to be within 50 to 65 but he ain't going to stray too far and sometimes that's good because you know where the points come from. So, yeah, I don't hate Yo, and if you take him, there's going to be no hate from me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, as I said, if you don't want to pay up for Murray, you can have a look at Isaiah Yo. I think he's, what, he's about 50K cheaper, I think, and average is about 60.1. So, to be fair, it's only a couple of pro- uh, points down from Murray. So, he's definitely not a bad option if you don't want to go all the way up to Murray. Um, so, thank you for that, um, Craig. I hope that uh, that answers your question on Yo, mate. Definitely a good option. One here from Braden Byrne, someone that we probably we have talked a little bit about, but someone I'm definitely not going to go near, and that's Brent Naden. Jay Warrior, what are your thoughts on on Brent Naden, mate? Yeah, we just talked about consistency, and this is the <laughs> antithesis. I might have balls that up. I tried to be clever, but um, the guy that's not always consistent, and he, I think last year you might have found he had a sixty, but he also had some single digit scores so yep. you you want to have someone that's got you know what you're going to get from and i just think floor ceiling too big a gap and for me it's a pass as well but considering the other centers that a lot of i've seen in a lot of people's teams i probably couldn't say he's any worse than some of those other ones like alamotti and tommy talao you know you just don't know what you're going to get so yeah, but it's it's all those positions are high risk at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Funny you say that, and that strategy that TK's talked about that's having a gun centre. I actually think it's a it's a really good idea, and I can't remember who it was that brought up the fact that we know that centres are the highest, the highest. Uh, yeah, it was UJ Warrior, the most probably the most <laughs> position that's traded the most, and it's different. It's true, and I kind of didn't think about it at the start, and now it's, it's definitely sunken in the past few weeks, and it's definitely an option that I'm, I am considering um, because it's, 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 it's a really good shout. Um, it's plain and simple. It's a good shout. So I think if you can possibly look at getting a gun sender in to start with. All right. Thanks, um, thanks um, Braden. I hope that's answered your questions. I'll definitely be staying away from Brent and Aiden, man. 
Uh, we'll go. Here's one from Michael Cayman Collier. Shout out to you, Mike. How are you, mate? Uh, Payne Haas or Cameron Murray? Shooter. Thoughts on uh, Haas or Murray, bro, or both? Uh, is he asking about Haas or uh, No, Ma uh, Muzz or Hezza. So uh, Cameron Murray or Payne Haas? I thought he was talking about Harry Grant for some reason. Um, <laughs> well, Cameron Murray obviously probably averages slightly more. Um <laughs> I don't know. Haas is cheaper, would which is a good reason because to to probably get him over Cameron. But if you can um, fit him in the, oh, he's talking about Harry Grant. Yeah, he's talking <laughs> about Harry Grant. Yeah, I would have thought been paying Haas. Sorry, Michael. Uh, so so let's restart that again. Cameron Murray yeah. or Harry Grant? There we go. Right. It doesn't it doesn't hurt having a gun hooker. Um, I haven't seen too many teams actually play with a gun. Well, starting with a gun hooker. So far, but that could definitely change by Thursday night. Um, yep. What's his price? Eight hundred fifty-seven and Haas is at eight hundred eight hundred six or something. Yeah, eight hundred nine. Eight hundred nine. Yeah. yeah, just on price alone, I'd probably go with Haas, and then you can. There's so many. There's probably oh, there's so many options at mid and hooker. I don't yep. actually know how to answer this really, to be honest. But you're not yep, going to yep. lose anything going either way. You probably get more consistency out of Haas score wise, I think. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Michael, I hope that answers your question, mate. I think I'd probably be leaning. Sorry, not very well. <laughs> Sweet as man. Right, we will bring in Jay Warriors team now. Uh, he's got quite a nice team here, and I'll, I'll read it out. We got uh, Damian Cook and his vice captain starting a hooker in the mids. He's got Jackson Ford with the uh, the jewel, Brandon Smith with the jewel, and Pat Kerrigan as edges. He's got Teague Wilton, Egan Butcher. As captain and halves, Nico Hines and Sam Walker. And he's gone with that gun center and Valentine Holmes and Tommy Talau, who he just who he just really didn't really talk very highly about. Uh, in the backs, we've got Willie Warbrick, Sean Russell, and Lockie Miller. That's looking pretty uh pretty dreary down there. And then on the bench, uh Trent Liero, Jermaine Hopgood, Tanner Boyd, Ben Murdoch Masilla, who's obviously got the bite. And then emergencies, Timothy Martin, Ali Katoa, Sonny Luke. Oh, there he is again. And Isaiah Katoa. Now, Jay Warrior, can you give me a quick rundown on your team uh, and, and some of the decisions you've made, please? Yeah, so Jackson Ford being in my mids, I'm obviously waiting to teamless uh, Tuesday when Hopgood will get a jewel and he'll go in there. And Jackson Ford, uh, he, he probably will still make the bench. Ben Murdoch Masilla's there, obviously, to loop. Um, so I'll be uh, playing Tamari Martin, who's one of the early games. And if he goes no good, then he'll stay there. Uh, yeah, he'll stay there. Uh, if he goes good, he he stays there. But if he goes no good, then I'll bring Ali Katoa up above Ben Murdoch Masilla. Yep. So that's the theory there. But... Ali Katoa might go up and take Hopgood's spot and Jackson Ford will drop down. Yep. Um, that's how I see them rated. Uh, and, yeah, Egan Butcher, I just – I cannot see a, a world where he does not average 50 and ditto fatigue Wilton. So yep. I just had to have them. It doesn't give me great balance in my team, but I want my points. Yep. Yep, fair enough. Yeah, what I, what I like here about yours there, 
Warrior man, is that your edges are both pretty gun like Egan Butcher. We know, as you said, he scores well, so does Teague Wilton. It's probably one of the better sides I've seen that have got a couple of nice edges that, that are guaranteed 40 plus every week. Because you know, we've talked about fellas like Luke Garner and we've talked about Ali Katoa, Liero, um, and then some of these other guys that are gonna. They're probably going to score around that 40 mark, but they're not going to kind of go, their ceiling isn't as high as someone like a Teague Wilton or an Egan Butcher. So that's why I quite like the, the picks here, that they're, they're fairly solid edges. And I think that your team is pretty pretty um, balanced right through. Um, just Can you just talk to me about Sean Russell, man? Yeah, in two games he's played, uh, one was the trial and one was uh, first game last season when did he injure himself, but he got a hat. He got yeah. a hat-trick in the first game, and yeah. everyone thought, here we go. And mm. ironically, I didn't have him on my team, so I was quite pleased <laughs> when he got injured because everyone had to trade him out. But um, this year in the trial, he just looks like there's players that know how to find a try line, and he's mm. one of them. Um, but I am hearing word, might just be from um, Corby, so it might not be that reliable, but he might even end up playing centre, which obviously yep. means he gets his hands on the ball even quicker. But he just looks like one of those players, and I've got a bit of cash left over in the kitty, so I was like, well, I'd rather know someone who knows how to score a try rather than someone who I hope can score a try. Yep, yep, and I guess that's why you've gone someone like Willie Warbrick and Miller because they're both prolific tackle busters. You know, we saw Warbrick do it last week, and with his background, they're both pretty capable of going pretty good and scoring tries, so that your reasoning for those other two there? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. What about you, Shooter? Have, you, have I given you some time to think about a few questions, mate? Uh, I actually had written down some questions, and one of them was about Sean Russell. But uh, the other one I wrote down was, are you at all worried about uh, just with Sam Walker with that back line that um, the likes of Teddy and Manu and Suali'i and the rest of them take some ball off him and he doesn't get those attacking stats that will that'll give him those, those good scores at his price? Yeah, no, it's a fair point, but I understand that they've already run Greenpeace to just uh, be on standby at Suncorp because apparently there could be a major dolphin slaughtering in round one. And so if he kicks 20 goals, then he's going to kill it, isn't he? So, <laughs> 20 goals. Know, I, yeah, and then, uh, and then he goes into the Warriors, which I must admit, that it pains me to have someone sort of, it's tough, eh? Have you been with your mates when you've got a player playing against your home team and they score a try and they sort of give it the fist pump and then realise, oh, no, I just cheered against my own team? So, yeah, yeah it's tough. But, um, no, I think I've, I've probably bought into the narrative that he'll average 50, and if he can average 50, he'll last in my team for a little uh, until I can get clearer anyway. Yep, yep. Have you got any other ones there, Shooter, for Jay Warrior? No, I think he's uh, answered it pretty well. I quite, I quite like his team. It's quite nicely balanced. Yep. Yeah, so I need yeah, to yeah, convince sure. Kyle of uh, the benefit of having Sonny Luke as a cashier again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, named, I'll wait, thank you. Yeah. If, if he's named. Uh, he'll yeah. be named on the bench. Yeah. Oh, you hope so, yeah. You worried he's not only going to get about five minutes? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Hey, just a quick one, mate, on I know uh, your centre gun there with Val Holmes. Are you 
thinking about maybe going someone a bit cheaper than that to spread your cash elsewhere, or are you pretty set on having him starting there, mate, with their draw and, and how far away their first buyers, which is obviously after the first origin? Yeah, no, I think you you tipped it off there when you said his draw. They've got a soft draw yep. starting up. Yep. And I truth be told, if um, Bird never got that preseason injury, I would have played Bird at my centre because I just think he would have been an awesome pod. Yep. But because he's injured, I just don't know if he'll be named round two. I don't want to take yeah. the risk. Risky. Um, yep. I, my tip is Bird will be the number one ranked centre at the end of the season. I just thought about Joey Manu, but um, yeah, I think, but I, I'm confident Val Holmes can get high 40s, maybe mid 40s, and that, and that's one headache I won't be worrying about for the rest of the season, hopefully. Yeah, they don't nice. have a buy till late in the season either, eh, Cowboys? Yeah, yeah. So you can probably hold them to like Origin and then swap them out for someone else. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Well, I, uh, there's no questions here on your team, uh, Jay Warrior, but what I'll do is I'll go to uh, one here from Scott. Uh, thoughts on picking Sloan and using him for the loop and likely missing out on a price rise from another cow, head-to-head only. Now, yeah, that, that's interesting. Like, with head-to-head, it's probably handy having a loop in the first round. Uh, you know, you get a bit of a look at your opponent's team, see what he's playing, and see if you can be different from him. Um, and by having Sloan there, you can use him as a loop against your opponent, which is pretty handy. But I don't see a, I don't see a, a risk having him there for round one because he's pretty much sewing up that that fullback spot. What I would be more worried about is probably having Ben Murdoch Masilla ahead of him. Um, are your sort of thoughts there as well, Jay Warrior? Are you sort of thinking along the same lines? I love the idea of a loop, and I know that, yeah, some people may say, oh, you're not earning cash, but you've got to think, he'll be playing, everyone's getting a buy. So in round one, if you've got a buy, then it's, you're not losing ground because in round two and three and four, other players are going to be rested. So if you, because our teams aren't that strong at the start, so for me, it's a choice between Jackson Ford and maybe Tamari Martin. I'd rather let, I won't be looping those two because they're playing the same game. But if I was looping, say, Katoa, who we think looks like a sensational attacking player, he's a great loop player because if he stinks up the joint, you just don't play him and then you bring in your other player. So I'm happy with the loop and I did it last season as well. I, I deliberately put a loop in because it can potentially save you 10 or make you 10 points around. Yeah. For sure, yeah. And just remember, you've got Tamari Martin there at 14. Uh, Storm play before them, mate. they got first game, so you probably want to swap him and Katoa. Uh, right, so, uh, yeah, there you go, Scott. I hope that's answered your question, mate. And, yeah, definitely not a bad idea to have a loop there, especially if you're playing head-to-head. Um, one here from Ash again, just just talking about the Dragons. Uh, worth uh, Any Dragons worth going for round one, or, uh, or is round one too risky to have anyone? because um, you won't know if they start till round two. You know, we just sort of touched on that with Sloan. We know he's locked that position down. I think it's probably a little bit more risky going with Ben Murdoch Masilla because you don't know if he's going to start on an edge or if it's going to be Billy Boone. So I think, yeah, Sloan's probably the more safer one. Is that your sort of thought too, Shooter? Yeah, it d- depends on the player. So like, obviously someone like Ben Hunt or someone that they're <laughs> locking the team. But um, with that Dragons team being so volatile, you don't know who's going to be named in round two. So... You might pick them up in round one and you're stuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't want that. That's, uh, yeah, definitely risky I, business. So you'll, yeah, I, want I might even go like 
if I watch uh, in the second, oh, Parramatta plays first game, they don't know on the Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. That blows that plan because I was thinking if I if I was to play someone, so if I was um, Ash there, if you've got one of those dodgy wingers like a Khan Pereira or something, you could sometimes play your reserve winger first and if he goes okay and he gets 30 or 40, go, right, I'm happy to take that. I'll remove Khan Pereira and put Tyrell Sloan in and just take those points. So it's sort yep. of a – you get double double jeopardy almost. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, that's just those couple of questions there. I'll bring in my team, and uh, I'll let Jay Warrior do the honours. You want to read my team out, mate? So Kyle's got uh, – oh, you got Reese Robson back as his hooker, Brandon Smith in the mids, Tarpani and Carrigan also in the mids, Ali Katoa and Hop, Hop God in the uh, edges, Nico Hines still as captain, and – uh, Adam Dewey, uh, Remus Smith in his centres, and Alamotti. So there's two trades he's going to need. And uh, <laughs> his wing fullback, he's got Reese Walsh, Mr. Eyeliner, Luke uh, Miller, and uh, Warbrick. And on the bench, he's got uh, Garner, obviously Flexi, uh, Tanner Boyd, Trent Lurero, uh, yes. uh, Jackson Ford. Uh, Smith Shields from the Raiders, Tommy Talao, Ben Murak-Masilla, who obviously he'll use for looping, and uh, Khan Pereira from the Titans. Nice. So, yeah, I I, um, I took Robson out for a while. I didn't like it. I've been talking all preseason about, um, about him. Um, just sort of some of the things Riley's been talking about him, you know, saying that he may not get 80 minutes to start with, which which happened the same sort of thing as last year. Um, but I'm pretty happy locking him in just because of their late buy. Um, he doesn't play Origin, so he can just be left there for the whole season, um, I feel, until I can either upgrade him or upgrade someone else to a more gun hooker like a Harry Grant or, or Damian Cook, um, probably around the Origin or after Origin. Uh, pretty happy with the mids there. Tapani, obviously, being my man this year, uh, he'll be, he hasn't moved as much as I've been tempted to move him up to a Murray or a Haas. I want to keep him. I think he's going to really kill it in the mids, and I've said all season, I think he's going to be the highest-scoring mid this year. Just looking at with Cameron Murray out for origin I th- and, and playing lesser games, I think Tapani's going to average more. And I think that I've said it all along that Ricky Stewart's going to give him more minutes. I think he's going to get around about that 60 minutes where he averages about 61 odd points. So I think that he's going to be on par, if not higher than Cameron Murray this year. And Smith and Kerrigan, pretty much enough said there. Um, I like Adam Dewey. I didn't have him before. Um, I did have Matt Burden and I did have Sam Walker. Um, now I've got a little conundrum there because I could go Dewey back down to like a Matt Burden and then go Robson up to Harry Grant. So it's kind of, as I said on the pod, uh, on whenever my last one was, that that was the little, or on the halves and hookers pod, that that was the little dilemma that I've had. I just think Dewey's pretty safe. Again, he doesn't play Origin. Nico Hines probably not playing Origin, so it's two locked guys that you can have all season. Dewey's got that late buy again as well. Uh, Remus Smith, I think he's safe uh, in the centres for the Storm. So I think he's someone you could probably milk as much as you can. I think he's the safest, one of the safest centres that's got a decent decent um, job security for the Storm because of all their injuries. And obviously having Alamotti there, I've got Hardy Smith Shields to allow to cover because 
it's not going to be a game where any of those three aren't playing, I don't feel. And I think Harley Smith-Shields is pretty much a lock in that Raiders team just with that injury to Xavier Savage and now possibly Rapana being injured, or sorry, suspended possibly for round one. Um, I think he's got a lock, and especially if they're saying that Chris is going to play fullback if Rapana isn't there, I think it looks pretty good for Harley Smith-Shields. Noting that he was supposed to start for the Raiders in 2022 until he got that ACL post uh, preseason. So I'm I'm pretty pretty keen to see him go 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 again this year, and then I just think looking at Reese Walsh's form in those trials, I think he was awesome. So I think we can I can lock him in there. Um, possibly going to play Origin, and then the same as sort of like Jay Warriors team with Lockie Miller and Warbrick tackle busters and can score tries. So I think uh, I'm pretty happy with those guys there. Um, and then yeah, I think the bench sort of speaks for itself. Just some cashies there in the in the uh, 14 to 17. Uh, and Ben Murdoch Masilla likely using as a loop for round one. Um, I was looking at Sloan, but I just think I've got too many centres and wing fullbacks here in the emergency, so I just had to balance that out a little bit with, with Ben Murdoch Masilla. Uh, Shooter, you got any questions, bro? Does uh, Remus Smith worry you at all? Looking at no. Last year he averaged 24. He only played oh, how many games? Like 10 nine. games or something? Yeah, nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And 2021 was obviously the year of the COVID ball where he mm. did score well and we saw, yep. we've seen uh, lots of players score well that haven't continued that on. Does his scoring bother you at all? Um, I'm, I'm worried just for the first couple of rounds. I mean, I've made two or three rounds just because he kind of didn't get probably as much uh, miles in the legs as he wanted to in the trials. But when you go back and look at last year, Murray and Seve played on that same right side. He averaged 38.1. He's nowhere near the player that Remus Smith is. Um, and then you also, then you go back to 2021 and look at Remus Smith where he averaged 36. So I reckon he's probably, I think I, um, I projected him to about 38, I think. I think he can, he can go around there. And I think just looking at that right side with Hughes, Katoa, Remus Smith and then Willie Warbrook. I think that that's a pretty pretty decent right edge, and we know how good of a an offloader uh, Katoa is when he hits those gaps. And if he's got Hughes running on his shoulder, and then he can distribute to someone like a Remus Smith, and then to Willie Warbrook, he's in for either tries or tries. So I actually think he's a pretty solid option on the right for the Storm and in a good attacking team. Nice shooter. I got a question for you then, uh, Kyle. Yeah. So. Would you say that you rate trial form? Because I notice you've got Reese Walsh and Warbrick in your team. Uh, def- it's definitely something you have to consider. Uh, well, if that's the and- case, why have you got Reese Robson and Remus Smith in your team? <laughs> I, want the I, said, I said, I said, consider. <laughs> so I think you look at Rob. You look at Robson last year, mate. You, you can't. You, you can take the form from last year. Yeah, Robson had a pretty average game in that second control, but. I, you, can, you can look at that, but you can also go off stats, and that's what I've done with Robson. Um, and then Walsh, yep, same. Good form last year for the Warriors. This year he's in a better attacking team, running off fellas like, you know, Mam and, and Reynolds and uh, and a big, massive forward pack that he's going to about to, you know, he's going to sneak around the ruck and, and get some ball through the middle. So I think he's going to be another asset. But, yeah, um, you can look at trial form, but you can also look at stats. And eye test, I think, is the biggest one. And Reese Walsh, Warbrick, definitely passed the eye test. But I've chosen Remus Smith purely on form, uh, sorry, on his stats from um, 2021 and the fact that Seve averaged 38.1 last year on that same side. 
I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a pass on that. That's good logic, and I'll I'll accept that. Next question for you. <laughs> yep. Which player do you think you'll be trading out first? <laughs> oh, sheesh. Ah, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. In it's, other words, it's, it's who, who's your biggest concern in your team? At the moment, it's Nico Hines because of his possible calf injury for round one. I said it earlier that I may, I may hold him for round one. But I think that's a bit risky. If, if he is out round one, I guess goes down to Cleary. It's a pretty simple fix. So possibly it could be Nico Hines before the season even starts. I guess the good thing about it is worst case scenario. No, we can't. I was going to say worst case scenario, Nico Hines is out. We could yep. just chuck in um, Cam Murray into our team, but you'd have to have it pretty well structured, wouldn't you? Well, you'd have to run a Tanner Boyd down there in the halves and then you'd axe Hines and bring in Murray. You could do that. You could do that yeah. and then I'd have a bit of cash left in the kitty. Yeah. Um, right. But, yeah, then, you're, suppose, then you're running a yeah. oh, Sorry, go. You go, mate. No, I was just going to say, I suppose for you, like if you were going to leave him in, he's named, and then you find out Saturday at 9.30 that, no, he's pulled out. Yep. Then um, you could perhaps go Walker. Uh, you've already yep. got Dewey, but those that don't would have the option of Dewey as well, wouldn't they? So, yep. yep. For me, for me though, not having Cleary and Hines is not an option. So yeah. it's definitely going to be Cleary if Hines doesn't play. I have to look where the Panthers are playing. I can't remember if they're before or after the Sharks, and I've got a busy night Saturday night, so I have to keep an eye on it. Penny's Pen Friday Pen night. Yeah. Oh. But you should know. You'd know before the Penrith game anyway, because well, you'd yep. have a fair idea. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, the twenty, the whole twenty-four hour thing. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's risky. Uh, yeah, it is, yeah. re I'll rephrase the question <laughs> with the doubt in case because it could be Ducks and Drakes. They want everyone to think that uh, Hines is going to play. Mm. So he's named in the team. You've got a busy Saturday night. You can't see the team list. Are you better off going Cleary now? Yeah. Yeah, you possibly, mate. I, I, I have been thinking about that today, um, and it's a, it's definitely an option uh, because these who's going to who's not to say that he starts the game and breaks down five minutes in with that same calf problem. It's definitely. Yeah. I think it's a little risky, even if they clear him to play. It's definitely a risk, and if I'm not going to be able to see what's going on on Saturday night because of where I'm at, uh, I could really shoot myself in the foot from round one. Yeah, like I think for me. I'm going to leave Hines in there, and if at the last minute, as Teamless gets named an hour beforehand, I notice yep. he's not there, I might just just put Dewey in there and just, yeah. Yep. I don't know. It's... Yeah, yep. Sweet. Okay, guys. Well, um, Ashuda, have you got any more questions, bro? Because um, I'll, I'll move on to questions. You covered it pretty well as you went through your team, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, my my only question would be be around Remus Smith, but yep, you you've got you've done your research, you know what you're doing. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty happy with them. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, well, um, we'll carry on with some questions. If you guys want to get some questions in for for us for our teams, we'll be happy to answer them and and um and and answer your question for you. So what we'll do is we'll move on to Tiaki Taiwa. Pros and cons of running six or more players under three hundred. Starting Alamotti, Warbrick, and Bench with um, Khan Pereira, Sloan Dory, and Isaiah Katoa if Milford is out. Uh, Jay Warrior, what are your thoughts on running too many sub 300s, mate? 
think it's just the byproduct of the time of the year it is. You sort of have yeah. to, you know, that's, mm. it's, it is what it is, you know, and you just hope that maybe four of them turn out good. You flick two of them and, uh, yeah, you just hope, hoping that you pick the right ones because I think if you added <laughs> yeah. up all the 250 or less players, there's probably 10 to 12 and mm. you're hoping that you can pick as many correct as possible. So, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, you've we've got we've got the eye test from the trials. We've probably got a little bit of stats behind them as well. So it's just a kind of bit of you know, and, a, and there's a little bit of, of a guessing game as well. Just you know, you'll want to look at the teams. Are they good attacking teams? Are they in a team that may not score a lot of points? You know, there's a few things to, to weigh out there. And, and for me, definitely is the eye test and and what sort of team are they in? Are they in a good attacking team? Which I think uh, guys like um, like Warbrook, um, Alamotti. Uh, Dory, if he's playing, because I don't know with his injury if he's yet longer than what people think. I've heard that he's his injury's possibly a six-weeker. Uh, I'll have to go back and have a look on uh, Patreon there and just see what the goal is there. Uh, and Shooter, what are your thoughts? Are you sort of in the same boat as what we've talked about with regard to the sub-300s and just making sure we pick the right ones? Yeah, the thing is most people are probably in the same position anyway. Yep. Um, and to be fair, there hasn't exactly been a whole lot of cashies pop up the season, like most people will have the same cashies, probably bar one or two people, uh, one or two players. Um, yep. So I don't see that there being too much of a risk, really. Yep. Sweet. And one over here from Tiaki, I think it's thoughts on is it Jordan McLean for Taylor May? Now that's real interesting. Uh, Jesse Mc, on? It'll be, Je- be Jesse McLean. Ah, oh, he's at Dolphin. Is he the Dolphins? Uh, no, no, he's uh, the, uh, Jesse's the who they're talking about. Possibly could replace Taylor on the wing. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's what's the well, the word there is that it's pretty much looking like Taruva's position, isn't it? That's what I read. Well, that's yeah, what no, I'm sort of looking no at. No one actually knows. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think if you read the textbook, it was tipped that Taruva was always going to be the best uh, option. Yep. I think there might be another um, podcast company that maybe let out a little bit of false information and got everyone mm. excited. But yep. uh, the proof will be in the pudding, and I'm pretty sure the textbook will be correct when they predict Taruva in the team. Yeah, he could, <laughs> he could, he could get it, but um, who knows? Like, Taruva yeah, was a gun in 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 the um, New South Wales Cup, so yes. Well, he's an international. Like, how do you not take him? Yeah, yeah. Nah, um, but there's not there's not many stats on Jesse McLean. Um, yeah, I found a little bit on him last week, which TK put out, and. It was all like under 18s, under mm. 16s sort of stuff. So, yep. Thank you for your question, Taki. I hope we've answered that, mate. Uh, we'll move on to Scott Litchfield. And this one's for you, Shooter. If there's no Joey Lussick on the bench, do you think Egan is a keeper? Now, they've got other guys there that can probably play Freddie uh, Lussick. as well. Ah, eh? oh, Freddie Lussick. Sheesh. What did I say? Joey. Joey. Oh, sheesh. Oh, yeah, sorry. So do you think Wade Egan could be a keeper if they don't play Lussick on the bench, or do you think there's a chance that someone like uh, Dylan Walker slots into hooker if really needed? And obviously we've still got Jazz to come back as well. I don't imagine Dil- Dylan will probably play maybe 10 minutes at hooker, but yeah. I, I reckon you're probably looking at Wade getting at least 70 minutes, um, which is enough for me. If, if you see Lussick on the bench, well, I wouldn't be touching wouldn't be touching Wade, but um, I don't imagine they're going to carry like Wade. I mean, Freddie, Dylan Walker, and then when Jazz comes back, yeah, they're going to 
you know. Yeah, so, yeah too many utilities. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Wade will get 70 plus. Yep, yep. Just leading on from that, when Jazz comes back out of Dylan Walker, Jazz to Vunga, do you think they carry both? Because Jazz possibly yep. plays in the middle. Jazz will go into like a into a. I'm doing the finger quotation things. If you're listening <laughs> to the if you're listening to the pod, um, he'll he'll play like a he'll play like a prop role. Yep. And Dylan will come in still as that fourteen like utility yep. middle. Yep. 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 So Scott, I hope that's answered your question, mate. If uh, Lusick is on the bench, which we don't think he's going to be. Uh, keep away from Egan, but I think Egan's probably yeah, 70 minutes, and I think we'll look at them possibly around 80 minutes this year, hopefully, in a few games. He has played it before, and I think he'll do it again if he can stay injury-free. Um, here we go. Luke Adams on here, mate. Harsh and Drinkwater or Murray and Wilton and go a gun hooker? Now, that's an interesting one. Jay Warrior, what are your thoughts here? Harsh and Drinkwater or Murray and Wilton and then go a gun hooker? no-brainer, isn't it? Murray and Wilton. If you say Murray can average 65 and Wilton 55, there's 120. If you go Haas at 60, and I'm being yep. very generous with my – I've had a couple of beers, so I'm being generous. Haas at 60 and drink water. Good, yeah. 50, could, 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 let's say 50. Yeah. That's yep. 110. So, yeah. Yep. Even with those uh, generous um, projections, it's option B. Yeah, definitely. For me, it's option B as well because the reason is having Haas and Drinkwater. Fullbacks can absolutely go, you know, you can have a, they can have a failure and they can hit a single-digit score or a 10 or a 12 or a 15, whereas Murray and Wilton are generally going to be, you know, 45-plus, generally, both of them. So I think there's a risk having a Haas and Drinkwater over a Murray and Wilton, which I'll definitely take any day as well. Same thoughts here as well, Shooter. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. You're possibly going to get same same out of both, and yep. but if you can't fit a gun gun hooker in, um, if you're getting Murray Wilton, well, you'd do that. Sweet. I just, I just so, want to mention before we carry on as well. J Rob just made a good um a good comment in the group chat that you can't move, you can't trade out Hines if you've got the C on him, and it gets to 24 hours. You know, you know. <laughs> Oh, once it's locked out, yeah. once it's locked out. True. Thank you, Robert. Yeah, that's very true. That. Oh. Beautiful. All right. I might Oof. have to go clear then. Uh, sweet. <laughs> Luke, I hope that's answered your question, mate. Definitely Murray and Wilton any day, man. And we'll go on here to Oliver. Where are you at on Daniel Saifidi, Egan Butcher, and Teague Wilton? And who's the best buy out of those three? Uh, I'm going to – I'll start off here, and I think Egan Butcher – is a better buy. He's probably uh, he's he's definitely got value in him, and I think the Roosters on those first two games are going to go on a real tear, and I think Egan Butcher is going to score pretty well. Um, but it, but for me, as I said, Egan Butcher and Teague Wilton are very similar in 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 the way that they play the game. What are your thoughts, Shooter, on on uh, DSAF, Egan Butcher and Teague Wilton, mate? Uh, yeah. So like, if I could have both Egan Butcher and Teague Wilton in my team, I would. I think yep. Daniel Saifidi has, uh, I don't want to say regressed because he's still young, but he didn't have a good last year. And um, and Jacob probably was the better of the twins last year. Um, so if like you're weighing up between the three of them, well, you'd go either Egan Butcher or Teague. I, I at the moment, I'd three date Daniel definitely because he, he does have the pedigree to be a decent scorer. Yeah. And... Um... Jay Warrior, I'm guessing you're probably a little bit 
six of one half done as other on Egan Butcher and Wilton because you got both of them in your team? Uh, no, I'll get off the fence pretty quickly on this one. Uh, Egan Butcher is your best option by far. So I think this is memory, but I did the research the other day, and if Egan Butcher plays over 40 minutes, he averages 51 or 54. I can't remember. It's yeah. one of those two numbers. I can probably quickly check it. But um, 54 if he averages over 40 minutes, and if he averages over 50 minutes, he averages 57. Um, so that's quite massive. Yeah, that is. Very small sample size, though. Hey, hey. No, it's not. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <But>, um, <laughs> that's eight games. Eight games over 40 minutes, and he averages 54. That's 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 fact. Don't uh, don't mess with that. So, you yeah, know, I'm solid on that. Over 50 minutes, it's only five games, and that's at 57. So we'll call that a small sample size. But Teague Wilton, yeah, he's not as big. But he, I think Teague will play 80 minutes now, eh? So... Mm. Um, even then his average is 51, I think. So it's easy for me, Egan Butcher. Saifidi, for me, there's just too many other better options. Yep. Sweet, Oliver. So I hope that's answered your question, mate. Uh, if you can take both Egan Butcher and Teague, take both of them. If not, probably just Egan Butcher, mate. All right. And Justin, I'll, I'll sort of cover off uh, the next question as well. Yep. Cool, mate. I'm not concerned about um, Crichton coming back either. I think he's got a few... Uh, few issues going on and worst case scenario he's back in six weeks and guess what Egan Butch has probably made a little bit of money and yeah. we can upgrade him to another gun so it's there's no harm no foul yep cool so I hope that's answered your question there Michael on uh, on uh, Egan Butcher man uh, from Luke how much are you leaving in the bank off the top of your head Jude how much you got in the bank uh, not a lot 48 <laughs> 48k Yep, so, okay. but I've had times where I've had zero, so I'm not yep. too fussed at the moment. Yep, yep. What about you, Jay? Are you worried? How much you got in your bank, man? Yeah, I think uh, Shooter's got me covered. I've only got 38K. But I have heard this strategy said before, and I think TK and the boys who had that bludger of a um, segment where they had to talk about the wing fullbacks, and <laughs> TK was talking about how you might have to trade out six you know, wing fullbacks or centres in round four because they all just <laughs> pooed the bed, then you'd want to have some money to upgrade because you don't want to have to then go on to the next potential, and now I'm doing air quotes, yep. um, the next potential Keeping. cash cow, and then he does the same trick to you. So, yeah, I have heard this theory where if you keep a bit of money in the bank, you can upgrade someone if they didn't turn out to be a cow. Sweet. I think spend cool. it when you got it, though. Yeah, well, I won't policy. tell you my, I won't tell you mine then. <laughs> Seventeen thousand. <000. laughs> uh, but there's again, I'm, I'm still looking at maybe not having Dewey, so I'm just just on the fence a little bit there. But I do like him. We'll go to ah, okay. Ash has got one here for me. How come Kyle, you've gone Talal Shields and Alamotti and not Thompson? So my reasoning with not having Thompson there, Ash, is because Souths are left side strong side. We see Trail Mitt uh, are running around to the left and they play a lot of these sweeping plays to the left for guys like their prolific try scorer and Alex Johnston. Uh, so I don't... I mean, I, I see Isaac Thompson as a tackle-busting, big, hard-running winger, but I just don't think he's going to go as well as everyone predicts. And as I said, South's a left-side, strong-side. 
Uh, Tudor, this one's for you. Thoughts on uh, new on how Bulldogs will play Preston, that edge edge back rower. Um, how many? How do you think they're going to play? And do you think they're going to get uh, give him a few minutes? Yeah, so I'm just trying to think who the Bulldogs edges. I've got him in my team at the moment, uh, yep. Preston. Um, yep. Hence why I asked. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he looked really good in the trials, and he and he did um, score fairly good fantasy wise. If we're going to take any notice of that. But yep. um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'd, I've got no stats on him. I could probably get some, but I'd have to look up after the show and can answer your question in the comments. But um, yeah, I, what's the edges look like? You've got Kikau and uh, uh, it'll be Yamaha uh, Raymond Faitala Mariner. Uh, yeah, so which are both big minute players. I'm I, I'm hearing that RFM is going to be playing a little bit of middle. You guys heard that? Yeah, I've heard he play a bit of lock. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, so big Billy, he plays quite pretty much eighty, 80. every week. Um, yep. So, I would Preston probably be a slow burner. I wouldn't be, um, wouldn't be placing all my bets on him. But <laughs> so yeah, Jay. Um, hope that answers your question. Mate. Probably a bit of a slow burner there, man. Uh, we'll go here to Ted Grant. He's come up with something pretty interesting here. We just spoke about Jack Preston, but heard. Corey Huddleweed and Nida will be starting on an edge for the Raiders. Now, Jay Warrior, if he starts on an edge, is there any interest there? I think he's about 460k. I think he's 517, so he just oh. fits into that beautiful uh, list of uh, 500k edges. And again, I think you've got to ask yourself the question, what upside does he have this year that he hasn't had any other year? Because we can see what the upside is with Butcher. We can see what the upside is with Wilton. We might even be able to see what the upside is with Tuolangi. Yep. But what could be the upside with China? And yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he played a lot of games off the interchange last year. Yeah. Um, but uh, he played in the last game of the year last year. He actually played eighty minutes in the second row on the edge. And he yep. only scored 34. So yeah, yeah. Um, I just don't know if there's enough upside for it. And if yep. you look at um, games he played last year where he played over 60 minutes, mm -hmm. then it's just not um, like he averaged 39. Yep. So uh, we know yeah, he's going to get named on the edge. But yep. is there enough of an upside? I'd rather take the risk on... And Egan or Lungi. Yep. So, yeah, for me, yep. it's nice, but no. Yeah, I've got, I'm just having a look at some stats here for uh, Corey Hardaway tonight. In uh, games where he's played under 60 minutes on an edge, he averaged 47 points. Last year, three games on an edge, round one, round two, and round eight, he scored round one, 53 from 57 minutes against the Sharks, 48 points in 56 minutes against the Cowboys that included a try, and 46 points in, 40, uh, in 57 minutes against the Warriors. So there's some all right scores there, but I think you've knocked it on the head there, Jay Warrior, that there's just some better uh, options around. And again, the Ricky factor, as I said, I'm only sold on Tarpany in that pack getting good minutes. So, Ted, I hope that's answered your question, mate. I don't think we'll be going anywhere near CHN unless he gets those decent minutes and it becomes consistent. Uh, one here from Mickey. Now, he's talking about uh, 
uh, the professor's um, logic and not starting with Cleary and Hines, but starting with a Captain Murray. Shooter, what are your thoughts on that strategy? Seems to, it seems to be either, either it's like one of those three is everyone's captain. Um, yep. If you're not having Cleary or Hines, you've got Murray as your captain. So I think it's the logical choice. Simple as that, really. Sweet. And what about you, Jay Warrior? Yeah, I agree. Um, but I'd secretly have a little smile and a wink if uh, Murray got an early head knock. <laughs> I don't think Jason would be very impressed because that would see him very way down the pack if that happened round one. And uh, I, Just I think saves time, though. Saves him having to work his way down to the bottom. <laughs> what one minute first tackle HIA? Jeez, yeah. that'd be rough. Um, all right, uh, everybody. So um, I just want to say a massive thank you for all your questions tonight, and I hope that we've answered them. Or if we haven't, we'll jump back into the comments and try to answer anything that we didn't touch on. But I think we kind of um, we touched on on everybody. Um, so the show's coming up this week. Obviously, I think we've got the team uh, team doctor on Wednesday with All Blacks captain Sam Kane. Um, I think he'll be fizzing after the Chiefs gave the uh, Crusaders a good whacking on Friday night. And that uh, also first show of the Wednesday show with myself, uh, Andy and Robbo. So um, pretty busy uh, night uh, week coming up. Don't forget TLT Tuesday and uh, TK and the boys will be back Tuesday uh, post TLT with a, with a live pod um, going over all the teams and all the uh, ins and outs of, of round one. Um, I, I'd imagine people probably would have changed their teams a few hundred times uh, by the time that pod starts. So have a good listen and see what they've got to say about the uh, round one teams. Uh, Shooter, hey, thanks very much for coming on tonight, mate. And uh, good luck with the TLT reshuffling, man. Cheers, Ray. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to Big Sam Kane on Wednesday. That'll be a very good show. Uh, you, you're on there, eh? I snuck my, I snuck my way on there. Oh, lucky good old man. Gus. Gus let me in, so. Oh, uh, lucky man. Yeah. You going to have your All Blacks jersey on, bro? I don't have an All Blacks jersey. Or your, or your Hurricanes jersey? <laughs> <laughs> no, Taranaki's Chiefs, man. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Uh, Jay Warrior, hey, thanks very much for your time tonight, man. And uh, as I said, same to you. Good luck for Teamless Tuesday and, and repopulating your team about 3,000 times before Thursday night. No, it's great. And I just want to give a shout out to a lot of those people that have bought the textbook. And even if you don't feel there's a lot of, um, like some of the stuff perhaps is, like we haven't talked about looping a lot. And I know there's a real cool section in that textbook about mm -hmm. looping. So again, if you want to make a donation to Bowel Cancer Australia, definitely get onto that textbook. Or if you just want to say, hey, we appreciate the guys at Talking League. Um, TK will appreciate it and it might mean there's more money in the fund that we can have a beer at Magic Round <laughs> Alright everybody thank you very much for tuning in and have a good night and uh, we'll catch you on Tuesday uh, post TLT Cheers <laughs>